Hey, friendly reminder, this podcast is not for kids or people who have a stick up their ass. Friday, 5.58 p.m. I'm sleeping with my best friend's husband. I think my uncle killed someone in I his think suicide. I am I a sugar baby. Mom addicted to Adderall. I think I my sister is my actually my uncle's kid. My What's your secret? Welcome back to another week of Beyond the Secret. My name is Ace Fanning. And I am back this week with part two of this story. So if somehow you missed part one, you won't understand anything that is happening here. So you should probably go back. And if you're missing your weekly dose of Beyond the Secret, there are episodes uploaded weekly to Patreon as well as bonus content from stories just like today's. It's $10 a month, and there is a link to sign up in the show notes. Also, if you have a secret you want to share on the podcast, feel free to send me an email at beyondthesecretpodcast at gmail.com. Last week, I told you how this story has two very different parts to it. Actually, I said that this story has every piece of what makes Beyond the Secret the podcast that it is, and I'm excited for you to now get to dive into the other half and fill your cup while simultaneously catching yourself with your mouth wide open. Here we go. This week's secret, Love Triangle, part two. Once you decided, hey, I'm going to explore this side of myself, what was the first step that you made in that direction? Yeah, so, you know, once I I moved out and we separated and the next step was, you know, I, I would constantly keep my wife kind of in like what was going on, checking in as difficult as it was, you know, being in this dumpy house that I had rented and not coming home to my family and the dogs. I really had a lot of soul searching to do. And my promise to her was that I would do the work. I think that that was extremely important that she knew that I was doing the work. I was going to therapy. I was asking the questions. I was journaling. I was trying to figure out who I am. And so uh, I've never, I mean, you know, I've been with one person my entire life, and that's my wife. And so then you are kind of thrown into this new world of, I guess, you know, this world of gay men. And you jump on the apps and you start talking to people. And I quickly found out um, how sexualized that is because I got onto these apps to really find somebody that I could connect with. None of my male friends were gay or bi. They were at the time accepting of what we were going through and trying to figure this out, but I didn't have anybody to connect with. And every guy that I did reach out to, you know, they wanted to, they wanted to have sex or they wanted to show off their dick or they wanted to, you know, whatever. And I was just really, it was interesting because like you go through you know, the last 39 years, like wanting the sexual stuff. And now I have that. And I'm like, I don't really want that right now. I want to connect with somebody. I want to be able to talk to somebody. I want to like, I want to talk to somebody like me, you know? So it was a very weird like shift. And so then that's, you know, I had met some people through a couple different apps, a lot of the same stuff. And then ended up meeting this one person who their first interaction with me was not overly sexual. It was like photos of themselves and their family. 
And my profile specifically said, you know, I'm looking for a hiking buddy, people to go have coffee with, I'm looking for friendship. Like, and this person, you know, acknowledged that and was very like open to it. So that was my first like real, like trying to navigate this new reality of what do I want? What do I need? You know, what's going on? When you were met with this like overt sexual tension when you were trying to talk, did you ever have this moment of like, is this what I have left my family for? Like, not that you left your family, but did you ask yourself, is any of this worth it? Oh, all the time. All the time. I was like, this is, again, it's that mourning phase of like, God, if my marriage truly ends, this is what I have to look forward to. Like, I don't even know if I want like an emotional relationship or connection with a guy. Like, I didn't know if I just wanted to like, you know, basically like a, a friend with benefits, you know, my wife and I would talk about that. Do you want, you know, is that what you're looking for? And I just didn't know. I mean, I never really had that opportunity to like really explore what that meant for me. And I was devastated. I went many nights going to bed in this gross house that I was renting, thinking like, is this it? Is this what I've worked really, really hard for? And like, what the hell does this mean for me? What does this mean for my children? What does this mean for my wife? Like, it was very, very dark times, very dark times. Did you ever contemplate trying to just go back to where you were and pretend that you didn't have these feelings or did you feel like you've put this in motion you had to see it through i think both like i i I definitely had both of those emotions i again i was like god i've you know i've started this this train this ball rolling and like people are angry with me you know i had family that was just pissed that i had done this like you know for me i just was like I really would like to not be like this, but for me, having that suicide attempt was my rock bottom and I couldn't go back there because if I went back there, I would be dead. And that was my awakening. Like I knew my self-worth was, was better than that. And I knew it better. I knew it was better for my kids and I knew it was better for my wife. If I was still here, even though it hurt my, my death, would affect all of them in a much more tragic way than if I'm here and if I had decided that, yep, I'm gay and we divorce and we're still gonna co-parent, we're still gonna be close, we're still gonna do all those things, we're still gonna figure out how to make it work. Me being here is still a benefit than me not being here. I had never felt that in my life. I always just felt like I was a burden, but I think going through the actual physical act of trying to be done really changed my perspective on I am worthy enough to be here, but now I need to figure out my shit. Now I have to do the work. How did the relationship progress with this guy who was willing to be your hiking buddy? Yeah. So this guy and I started talking and I found him quite attractive on the app that I had met him on and he was willing to, you know, meet up as friends. And it's funny because I remember him telling me he didn't like coffee, but I could bring like, you know, some chocolate milk over <laughs> and, you know, we could hike and whatever. And I was very upfront with him. You know, I told him, I said, you know, this is the situation I'm in. I have a wife, two kids. My wife knows that I'm, I'm out trying to meet friends and trying to figure myself out. So it was never anything that was, you know, not disclosed to him. And he was like, yeah, I'm total, totally down for that. So I ended up going over to his place one day. He was getting, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm headed out of town uh, for a work thing, but let's, let's meet up. Let's chit chat. And when, and then we can plan to go hiking or whatever. So I went over there and it was a very strange moment because I remember showing up. I was really nervous because I'm like, you know, it's like a weirdo. Is he going to kill me? Like, you never know. <laughs> But I, I show up and the same instant like attraction that I had felt for my wife when I first met her when she was 17 was very similar to how I felt as soon as I met this guy. 
And it kind of, um, it scared me because that's not what this was about. This was about connecting and having somebody to talk to, to kind of like open up to meet, hang out, go hiking, like whatever. But I was like, oh. So I didn't, I just kind of like set it aside. And we had our chocolate milk and donuts and chit chatted and the conversation was super easy. And when I left, you know, he gave me a, a big hug and was like, yeah, I, I look forward to hanging out. This will be great. And, and then I left. And what's funny is he kind of had the same reaction to me and which really frustrated him. He's like, I am not getting involved with a guy that's married and has kids like no fucking way. So I think it was a very, um, you know, stars aligned kind of moment, just like it was with my wife. And I think that that was added even more complex challenge to my current situation because now there was somebody that I was like, oh, but then I was like, well, maybe I'm just having these feelings because this is like really the first time that I'm ever really engaging in something like this. And we talked quite a bit when he left and I had told my wife about him. He said, I met this guy, this is where I met him. We're just chit-chatting and kind of keeping her in the loop with everything. And then from there, we just continued to talk and hang out. And he would you know, come over to the house that I was renting and we'd watch movies and we just connected rather quickly. But I was also very open with him just about everything that was really hard for me and trying to navigate this new life and understanding what I want. And, and it, was, it was just weird. It was a very weird summer, I guess, as we kind of navigated all of this. You told your wife about him, but did you tell her how strongly you were really feeling about him or did you try to navigate around her feelings oh i definitely tried to like navigate around her feelings but she knew because she would ask many times would you like this guy like are you interested in him like nah nah we're just we're just friends we're just friends and you know we've been together for so long she could see right through my bullshit she knew that there was some sort of attraction there and there was you know and i but i didn't Again, it was like I didn't want there to be, just as I didn't want these feelings, I didn't want to have an attraction towards this guy. Like, that's not what this was supposed to be about. Like, but I couldn't, I mean, it just was happening very naturally. And I ended up being a kind of a real asshole to him because I was trying to find ways to push him away and be like, no, like, I don't, like, no, 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 you know, and, and my wife would often say to me she's like are you sure that's what you want to do and i was like i i don't know i don't know what i want to do you know it was very it was it was very confusing when you started on this journey what did you think was going to be the end result i think i had it pictured in my mind that my wife and i would we would be okay. We were going to stay married and we would maybe have some sort of like open relationship. Cause as I kind of navigated this and I really kind of narrowed down that I was definitely not gay. I was definitely bi. I liked both men and women. I really liked the idea of, you know, being sexual with a man, but I really liked the idea of being emotionally, and physically with a woman. So ultimately for me, I was like, I'm definitely bi. And I had joined some online men's groups that are like, you know, men that are out to their wives and made a couple of connections with some people. And, you know, talking with them and what they had gone through, you know, some of them had open relationships. Um, some of them had like time where they they would, they could leave a couple times a year to go on these, you know, sexual rendezvous and then come back to their wives, but everything was very open. There was never a um, clear cut idea, but as we navigated this together as a couple and talking about it in therapy and talking about like, well, what are our boundaries? What would work for you? What would work for me? I think ultimately our thought was like, well, maybe it would just be some sort of like open relationship because towards the end of the summer, I, I just kind of woke up one day and I was like, I'm going home. 
going home. I'm canceling this lease. I'm selling all this furniture I just bought. I'm going home. I want her. I want to be with her. You know, she wants to be with me. We're willing to like navigate this together. I'm not hiding it from her. She's willing to talk about it, what she wants, what I want. Like I'm going home. Like I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. We're not getting divorced. You know, we had some people that were like, you guys should just get divorced. It'd be just a lot easier for everybody. And we were like, that's not what we fucking want. We want to be together. And if she's willing to love me for exactly who I am, and I can be open and honest with her about my needs, and she can do the same, then we're going to make this work. We love each other enough that we can work through this. Like love wins. That was our thing together. We were like, love wins. We will, we will be an example and we will work through this. And so I did, I just moved home. Like legit woke up in the morning. I was like, I'm done, I'm moving home. And once it happened, like the, you know, our relation, I mean, we were, it, you could just feel that something had shifted with her and I, and in a really good way, the open communication. I mean, we were being very explicit with each other about our, our love and what was going on and our desires and our needs and constantly talking about that because neither one of us knew. I was like, well, do you need like a, a straight guy to have, you know, sex with or be romantic with? She's like, I don't know. And I was like, okay, well, if it gets to that point, let's talk about it because maybe, you know, maybe that would work and you have a boyfriend on the side and I have a boyfriend on the side or, you know, what if we meet another woman that we both like, then we can bring her home. Like we were just like, sky's the limit. We just could really do whatever we wanted to do because it was our life and our marriage and we got to make it. And that was very freeing because that's not normal in marriages. Typically, if a spouse comes out, then the other one says, okay, I don't know. I don't know if I do that, you know, but because we were both working through a lot of trauma and trying to understand ourselves, we also found a lot of compassion for one another that we knew was there, but maybe never existed in the early stages of our marriage. At this point, had you and your <laughs> friend been sexual yeah so in like i had mentioned in the beginning my wife and i you know i was very open with her about what was going on before i moved home this gentleman and i um, ended up being together for the first time i'd never been with another man in the bedroom you know sex any of that and to be honest the Doing that for the first time, I hated it. I was like, oh shit, that's definitely not for me. But um, my fault was is that I did not disclose that with my wife. She knew about him. She knew that we were friends. She knew that there was like definitely some interest there, but I did not tell her that he and I ended up having sex. And it wasn't until the following January because I had moved back home, I believe in like August of September of 2019. And we had gone, we were back at the house. This guy and I were still talking, but not really seeing each other much because he kind of knew like I was back home with my wife and I wanted to be with her, although I still had a lot of feelings for him. So it was, that was still hard. Um, but my focus was on my wife. And we were driving home from a trip. And she had brought him up and she said, you guys are still talking. And I was like, yeah, you know, we talk occasionally. And she had connected with some other women. Their husbands had been out to them. And one of the girls had asked her, well, did your husband and this guy, did they, have they done anything? And so we're driving home and she was like, yeah, I was talking to, you know, the girl, one of my girlfriends about that. And I thought, I've never asked you have you guys done anything? And I, I went silent because I had promised my wife that I was going to be open with her during this process, which I had been, but I didn't disclose to her. This guy and I had slept together. And that was the biggest fuck up that I made because it almost, in my opinion, set us back a lot. 
because I had not been forthcoming to her. And that's all that she requested. I had screwed up bad. And I think in my own brain, there was still that shame and that guilt of coming out or trying to come out and but telling her everything that was going on. But then when this happened, it was like, well, it's just part of the story. We're back together and we were separated. So it's okay. Like almost like created my own story in my head, which was not right. Like I'm still very ashamed that like that happened and I wasn't honest with her because I think at the time, like when it did happen, I was probably really worried. Like maybe she would leave me back because it actually did happen. Something happened and maybe she would leave. And so the rest of that drive home, which is a four hour drive, it was absolutely silent all the way home, which is not like us. We're, we talked all the time. And I felt myself in this really dark place again. And we got home and I started drinking. You know, I, I had just totally relapsed into this dark place because I had fucked up again. I didn't, I wasn't totally transparent with her. And I remember telling her, I was like, I'm done. I'm done with him. I'm not talking to him ever again. I'm going to go meet him at the bar and I'm going to tell him to never call me again. And then she looked at me and she was like, are you sure you want to do that? She's like, I'm pretty sure you're in love with this guy. I was like, no, no, fuck him. Like I'm done. And I remember calling him and being like, I need to talk to you. You need to meet me at the bar. So we met at the bar and I, I just, I, I don't remember a ton because I started popping um, Xanax and drinking. But what I do remember is sitting at the bar and basically yelling at him as he sat there and cried. And I was like, you did this, you fucked everything up. Again, like playing the blame game, this is on me, you know, but I blamed him, screamed and yelled at him and told him I never wanted to talk to him again. You, you came into my life and I had fallen for you and it's just fucked everything up. That's not what this was supposed to be. And he had called because he had he knew that I was so like drugged up that he took my phone and called my wife. And they both knew about each other. I've talked to him all the time about her. I've talked to her all the time, but they had never met. And I was so drugged up and so wasted on booze that he called her out of concern and said, I know we've never met. I know that this is very awkward, but I need you to come pick him up. I don't know where you guys live but I need you to come pick him up because he can't drive. He's been popping pills and drinking. And so she showed up at my business, which was closed and we went in there and she showed up and they met there for the first time. Are you going to tell me that you were too fucked up to remember how that went down? <laughs> well, I don't remember. They, I've said, <laughs> I have since been told what happened that evening, but I don't remember their interactions or what I said. I've, they've both told me what I said and what happened that night. Which was what? <laughs> so that night when we met at my place of business, this guy watched me in a very raw state of how scared I was, how upset I was that I had, I loved my wife more than anything, but I've met this guy and I have fallen in love with him. And I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. And I'm feel like I'm losing everything. And they both told me that they just sat there and everybody just cried again. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember, but we all cried together for several hours and kind of allowed me to sober up and a lot of discussion between the three of us. And I remember this guy always saying like, I feel like I've met your wife because you talk about her all the time and how much you love her. And I feel that. And he said for the first time sitting there watching her and I in our interaction, he finally understood the turmoil because 
he's met other married men before. They're like, yeah, well, my wife, oh, like, it's like, this was different. I could just feel your guys's love. And it was the most beautiful thing. And I thought if he doesn't want to, or if he can't be with me, at least I know he's going to be okay because he has her. And I think for me hearing that from them, even though I don't remember, that was very powerful because I always say how much I love my wife and how much she means to me and the unconditional love she has provided to me over these years that like, there's so much truth to that. And for, for him to see that and it affected him was really powerful. So the next thing I remember is we, we were back at our house. He drove my car, I guess she drove me home, brought the car to the house and we all went inside and we sat around the island in our kitchen and we're chit-chatting and I don't know if it was her or him that said, you know, I probably need to get you to bed. So you're seeming to like, you know, you're coming off the pills a little bit, probably like one o'clock in the morning at this time. I really don't remember. And I, from them said, well, can we all go to bed together? And we all ended up in bed together that night. Okay. Well, I had a question that I wanted to ask, but I feel like now we're at a totally different point. Um, Wow. I did want to know when you finally did have sex with him, did you feel like it was an experience that you were missing in your life? Not at first. Cause that first time I was like, "Mm, no, I don't know. This is different. You know, being with a woman, they're soft and they, they smell really good and it's very sensual. But for me and my first time having sex with a guy, it was all different. And again, this is only the second person I've been with. I've been with my wife and now I've been with this other guy. And so my experience level or understanding of sex is very limited. And so for me, it was very, it was black and white. So the first time was like, I don't think this is for me. And I even told him that I was like, thanks. You maybe checked a box off for me, but I think I'm good. Give that a week or two and the thoughts of it. Like, well, maybe I'll try it again or maybe, you know, whatever. And then you get, you do try it again and you try new things. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is fun. This is different, but it's a ton of fun. So it kind of, it grew. It wasn't like, oh yeah, definitely been missing this. For me, it was like, "Mm, not really sure to, okay, yeah. I like that. I also like that with her. And that for me was very pitiful because I knew having sex with a man was great, but having sex with a woman is great too. I didn't prefer either or. They were both good. Once I understood the guy side of it, they were both good. I didn't crave one or the other. I craved both of them. And now where we're at in the story is you've got both of them in your bed. (laughs) yes and it was so fucking hot there were some stipulations you know that night about what can and can't happen in terms of sex and intercourse and that kind of stuff just because you know stds and trying to be careful with that kind of stuff but we still had a really really good time and what's interesting is for that him He'd always been with men. This was the first time that he was with a woman. So that in itself has created a whole new dynamic for him. I think we start at the beginning with this story. And what exactly were the stipulations put in place? Exactly. Well, it was very... um, very new. We were, I mean, this, there was no, I mean, this was not foreseen. This is not something that was on our radar. You know, my wife and I weren't planning to 
have somebody that we were going to share, but I had feelings for him and she had feelings for him, you know, quite quickly. I mean, the same kind of feelings I had when I first met him were very similar feelings she had when she met him and also him for her. So it was this weird little trifecta that kind of like came together. But in the beginning, since it was so new, we weren't really sure what this meant, what it looked like. We needed to be safe. Are we just doing this, the three of us? Is he going to do something with other people? Like there's some stuff, you know, there's some things that needed to be addressed and they needed to be upfront. And so some of those stipulations are, was like, if, you know, sex was going to happen, like, you know, we were going to use protection. Um, he would go and get, you know, tested just to make sure things are good. Uh, you know, over the, and, it, and it happened relatively quickly over the next two, three, four weeks. I mean, we were playing together almost nightly and it turned into this like box of like amazingness that opened up not only for me, but for my wife, she was excited. We both were just like, holy shit, this is fucking fun. And this new sense of like sexual identity for her and I had kind of come into play. And I think even for him, you know, as an identified gay man, and now him, you know, being able to like have sex with a woman, having sex with a man, and like all of us doing these things together was just this new sexual experience that none of us had ever even thought or experienced before. And so as you're navigating this, of course, you things start to come up like, you know, jealousy and insecurities and what, what does this mean? Who do we tell? Do we not tell anybody? Like, well, what are the kids going to think? Like, are we a polyamorous group? Like, I didn't even know what that word really was, honestly, until this all kind of forms. So there's just this now this next layer of like, what the fuck is going on? What did you want it to be? Oh, um, that's a really good question. I don't know what I wanted it to be because it was so foreign. And but at the same time, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Like if we had a third person that we were bringing into our relationship that was with us like that sounded really great because you know now i would have a, a boyfriend so that i could have not only sexual experiences with but clearly i'm having an emotional connection with this person which i originally thought that's not what i wanted but i'm also still married and i'm still with my wife and so it was like this coming together but but again what did it mean i didn't know anybody that was doing this what were our friends going to think? What were our, what would our family going to think? Because with my wife and I moving forward with our own past traumas, we both wanted to be transparent. We didn't want to hide this from anybody. If we were going to do this, we wanted to live out loud. And we didn't want to live out loud for attention or anything like that, but we just didn't want to live closeted. I had done that for so long. I didn't want to do that anymore. She herself lived for so long being you know a cookie cutter christian girl and she didn't want to live like that anymore we wanted to live out loud but what what did this mean for us our kids our friends and so going to therapy our therapist was like oh holy shit we have something new here okay and so we started navigating that but it, i did not know and she did not know what we wanted this to look like i think we maybe wanted somebody to play with but it moved very quickly from just somebody to play with to a lot of deep feelings. When you guys were playing in the beginning, um, was everyone's parts near everyone's parts or did everyone just kind of focus on different parts? <laughs> there's a lot of, there's yes, there's a lot of um, movement going on. There's a lot of hands, mouths, and you don't sometimes don't know whose hands are doing what. It's quite a uh, what do we call it? A um, all your senses are quite at work when we're all playing together like that. And you just kind of, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's times that um, I mean, obviously, if 
he and I are having sex, and if he's, you know, if I'm bottoming, then he can't have then have sex with her for obvious reasons. But I can be having sex with her while he is having sex with me. We have done things where she will have sex with the both of us at the same time, which is always a, that's a fun one. Um, um, really uh, quick with that, does that mean that one penis is in her vagina and one is in her butt? No, both oh. penises are in her vagina. Holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a very like visceral experience because not only is my dick and his dick rubbing together, but we're also inside of her, pleasuring her. So it's a very, very sexy, feel good position that we do. And he has never been with women before, but he's he's into this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely into it. Definitely will get into his head at times because when you are, I mean, he came out at you know 15, 16 years old, and then find yourself in love with this woman and also enjoying sexual aspects of her, that's a very confusing thing for a gay man because now you're doing something that you never thought you wanted to do, but are doing and are capable of doing, and it's also enjoyable. So what does that make me? You know what I'm saying? Like that's a very confusing thing for him. And that's something that he's had to work through. Because I think, you know, for him, there's probably definitely a different kind of like sexual connection with me than there is with her. But that doesn't take away from their sexual intimacy and romantic feelings and emotional feelings for each other. Was it awkward or nerve wracking to allow your wife to see you with a dick in your mouth or a dick in your ass the first time? No, I don't think it was awkward. I actually think it was it was quite um, quite a weight lifted off of the shoulders because something that I have always denied or feared was now being enjoyed with my wife. And she loves watching. She gets off on it. She thinks it's hot. And so... For me, it's really a beautiful thing because I'm being able to be with this with this man who, you know, is now my boyfriend and I get to be with him sexually and my wife gets to be there and be a part of it and watch as well as also participate. That's a pretty amazing thing. But you have to remember too, like, she and I have done a ton of therapy to get to the place where we're, I think that our minds are healthy. It doesn't mean like, like that there's not levels of jealousy that arise because they definitely do. And we have learned that jealousy comes from our own internal struggles. But often when we are jealous of our spouse or what they do, we want to blame them for it. When actually jealousy is about us and the things that we deal with internally. So I think it's a very healthy thing because I've had moments where I've been very jealous of her and our boyfriend. And then there's been times that she's expressed that she was jealous of he and I. And for, for quite a while in our relationship in the early stages, one of the boundaries was he and I would not be intimate without her present. That was just a, 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 an important boundary for her that we both wanted to respect because I think one of the intimacy that he and I had had prior to her and I getting back together after our separation. So I think that there was definitely some wounds that still needed to be healed from that. Uh, We have since, you know, that boundary is no longer a part of that. We are open to uh, be intimate with each other in the room or without or them doing their own thing or whatever. Like we're, you know, constantly navigating that, but that is no longer a boundary. But that was definitely one of the beginning that was that was expressed. So this originally starts out as a 
playmate of yours as a couple, but eventually it progresses. And I want to know how that happened. Mm -hmm. Well, honestly, like, I don't think he ever, for me, was like a play thing because I already had, I had already kind of like fallen in love with him. And I was just very, I was very in very much denial about that. I think that's why it kind of excelled at the level that it did because it wasn't just somebody we met online that was coming over to like have some fun with and then, you know, kick him out that night. So I think that's what that, that was a little bit different. I think that's what originally we thought we were going to want is just people to play with and then move on. But with him, that just wasn't that way because I think there was already an emotional investment from me and then came, the emotional investment from her. But as we began to kind of navigate this, we, you know, the first month, we really, we were, we were sitting on the couch. It was uh, February 1st of 2020. And we were here at our home. And he had been over, I mean, basically was there every night. And we were kind of like, you know, are we gonna like make this official? Like, are we, going to commit ourselves and say like, we are, we're a throuple and we're going to navigate this because we're obviously having a lot of fun. We all are really into each other. It could be something really beautiful. And so that was kind of like our official moment that night was like, yep, we are officially a throuple, you know, a wife and a husband now have a boyfriend that they share. And so, and, and, you know, all this happened right before um, the pandemic began and right before things got shut down, he flew out to Mexico. We went out there for a family vacation and, you know, the kids kind of had already knew about what was going on. And they were, again, very open to that because they had known about me and we had talked to them when we had separated about why we were separating and that dad was trying to figure out, you know, if he was bisexual or gay and what that meant. So we were very open with the kids, um, which some people would argue like, oh, why would you do that? But why wouldn't you? You know, it's again, it's like, we don't want to hide that from our kids because what if they are trying to figure themselves out as they get older? We want them to know like this home is a safe home for them to navigate and try to understand who they are as individuals. So they were very aware of him and knew that we were kind of a couple and trying to figure that out. And they're, they're like, cool, whatever, it's fine which again is another blessing we're having the coolest kids ever. But uh, he flew out to Mexico and we had this great vacation, you know, this first vacation that we had together. We dealt with some discrimination while we were there, um, which put some interesting things into play with some friends. But we flew back right as the United States was shutting down. And so we basically were quarantined. You know, they shut everything down and Literally, he basically moved in with us and has yet, and not has yet to leave, but has not left, like officially moved in. And we just have done life together, job shut down, doing things together. And our relationship grew very quickly because we had so much time together. Instead of doing regular day life, it was just the three of us and the two kids and figuring out what this meant. And how has figuring it out been? Um, I think figuring it out has has had its ups and its downs with just any kind of relationship. I think for me, I struggled a lot in the beginning with a lot of guilt and shame. Like, God, what did I do? Is this really what we want? What are you know? What are people going to think? Um, you know, really changing that dynamic of our traditional marriage was no longer a traditional marriage. We were now a non-traditional polyamorous throuple. You know, I've got a, a wife, I'm bisexual, and we have a boyfriend, we have kids, and we live in a very conservative town. I'm very well known. My wife is a doctor. Like, what the, you know, what is, the, what are we going to do? And so in the beginning, I was, I, I struggled a lot, a lot. And I did my typical pushing away and shutting down. And again, like being in therapy was very helpful, but we just kind of moved forward. And I think that there's so much love between the three of us that we all want to see this through. Like, it's very special. It's not just a sex thing. We now have 
three people in a very committed relationship that are navigating life together, doing life together, that are in love with each other, regardless of what the outside world thinks, we're happy, you know, and we're living our best life. Like he brings out in both me and my wife things that she and I don't bring out in each other. And then she brings things out in him and in me. Like it's a really beautiful dynamic that you don't get in just a plain old monogamous relationship. But that also does not mean it's just all like unicorns and rainbows. Like there have been some hard moments some tough stuff that we've had to work through. What has been the hardest thing to get through? Um, I don't know if there's a single thing that's been the hardest. I know for me, so again, our relationship dynamic really developed through COVID, through the quarantine. And so as things have begun to open up and we become more out, I mean, we've got our Instagram stuff that people can follow and get a little tidbit of our lives. But we have a, f- a friend group that I would have considered to be family who have faded away, who do not speak to us anymore. And that has been extremely difficult for both myself and my wife because they, we would have, we, they were our best friends. We did life together. We would have considered them family and they completely faded away. And that's been a really hard part of coming out because you're, although you've come out and you're authentic and you're real, your circle of friendships diminishes significantly. And we were warned of that in our therapy session with our, with our therapist about those levels of friendships where people will kind of fade into the distance that you wouldn't have expected. But then you have people that become an ally and a support system for you that you didn't think we were going to be there. Our families struggled a lot in the very beginning. And I'm very, very close with my in-laws. And it took a real toll on that relationship. They have all since kind of come around. And we are now doing things with them. And they're much more open and accepting. But it took a long time for those families and other people to kind of like come to terms because a lot of times people take on other people's relationships for some reason as personal, you know, people get divorced and like, Oh, got to take sides. Or for instance, our relationship, like it's, you know, people are like, Oh, it's so wrong. It's like, it doesn't affect you. Nothing about what we're doing is wrong. It just may not look to you what you would want, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. So it's, I think it's a lot of like the navigating of relationships with people we have dealt with um, some pretty nasty discrimination um, with some people in one of our community activities, trying to be as um, bleak as possible with that, but like they are nasty uh, about our relationship and have made it very, very public. So that's been, that's been hard. But for me, having people be so, discriminatory and you know having your closest friends who you thought were going to be there unconditionally for you that fade away for me those were all the things that i feared before i came out and those were the reasons why i ended up trying to kill myself so now that i have people that have done that to me and i've been able to face it it makes me more empowered to be more vocal to the people that think that those kind of people have that much power and control over what you want to do with your life. So although it's very sad and it hurts, it's also extremely empowering and makes me want to be more vocal to be like, fuck you. I'm not going to be fearful of that anymore. And I'm also going to show other people that maybe are closeted and trying to work through it. Like do not let other people be that powerful over you, be you, live your life. I mean, live your best damn life. You know, (laughs) that's the biggest thing that I've come out with this whole thing. Looking back at you in March of 2019 and comparing that man who 
attempted to take his own life in the garage versus where you're at now, what do you see as the biggest differences between those two men? I think the biggest thing for me is that I finally feel complete. I finally have allowed myself to be who I'm supposed to be. I kind of like fit that last little puzzle piece. You know, like you you do that thousand piece puzzle, you got 99 pieces and there's one missing and you're like, fuck. I have felt like that. And I finally feel complete. I have a range of emotions where I'm at. I often feel very happy. I feel I feel good with who I am. I understand myself, but I sometimes feel alone because it's lonely on this side when you've got the rest of like the heteronormative relationships going on and straight people. And I don't get that card anymore. I don't get the white heterosexual male card anymore. And that's a, that's a hard card to lose, but it's also, I'm happy to have lost it because I, I don't question myself anymore. I don't worry about my same sex attractions anymore. I love walking around with my wife and we can both go, Oh, he's fucking hot, you know, or we can just have a very open communicative relationship that I think a lot of people will never get. And I am so grateful to have that. So grateful. It's been a crazy journey. I think I never in my life would have imagined that this would be my life, but here we are. But what I think is so awesome about it is that you are, you did something really scary and it's not an easy thing to do. And I think that you did it and it was worth it, but taking, and I think recognizing what a bad place you were in that people can't always do that. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, some people lose their lives to this. Some people, they hide this forever. And I think it's just really awesome that you didn't do that. I think that it's, it's amazing that, you were able to do this and yes to your wife's credit it's amazing that she was on this ride with you and allowing you to go through all of this yeah yeah that's a part that not everybody gets and i you know and i recognize that but i also like people our society is and the decisions that we make are all based on fear and the fear that we will receive from other humans, you know? And it's it's tragic that people have lost their lives to just being who they are, you know? And nobody would choose this. This is a very difficult path to walk. And so I'm just grateful to like still be here, being able to share our story, whether or not, because I know other people that have come out and they've lost their spouses, or you don't get the support that you need, but at the same time, like to endure that level of secrecy to your own self, that's not what we are here for. You, we're just not, but we're so scared to embrace the truth of ourselves that we will sacrifice that because other people will make us feel a certain way. And I think it's fucked up. It's bullshit. And it's sad to me that we are allowed, like other people's power over us keeps us at bay. But I also understand why people would, why people keep it hidden too. I understand. I was that guy. It's terrified. But I have never felt more connected to myself and more free than I have ever felt in my life. And it is the best feeling in the world. Like I would just want to grab people and be like, come over, step over the line. It's so good over here. It's scary, but it's so good. Like you'll never, you'll never want to go back. I mean, you will because you're like, oh, it's a lot easier over there just to hide because then nobody, whatever. But 
it's not, you know, like it, it's, I don't know. And I wish that I would have known 20 years ago. I wish I could have been more honest with myself. And that's what I want for my kids. And that I want, that's what I want for other youth and for other people to like, just be your fucking self and let fear go. Can you imagine you are in the middle of honestly like an entire life crisis and trying to figure yourself out and your relationships and the next thing you know, your wife, your boyfriend, and yourself are all in bed together. (sighs) Like what a fucking wild ride. Talk about turning your lemons into lemonade. When I'm faced with hard decisions and having life crises like I always am, I usually just cope with food. Like a threesome is definitely, I don't want to say a better way, just a different way to work through a situation. And you know what? I want to give right now a standing ovation to this man's wife. Just, you know, for being patient and understanding and being so open. Without even talking to her, I just know that she is an incredible human being. Now, that is not to say that if your husband comes home and proposes the idea of bringing his boyfriend into your marriage that you are not an incredible person if you just can't hang with that idea. Personally, I I don't think I could make a thruple situation work. I'm just saying, without taking away from you, that I think she's just very awesome for being so patient and encouraging. So, if you are in the Facebook group, I, I would love to hear your honest insight on how you feel you would handle this situation. And I'm not looking for debate or anything like that. I'm not looking for you to make a believer of me one way or another. You know, I'm just curious to know how everyone else feels, or I guess I should say how they feel they would react And if you're not a member yet of the Facebook group, click the link in the show notes. (sighs) Honestly, I'm really happy for this guy. I think to live your entire life questioning yourself and struggling to be who you truly are on the inside, that cannot be an easy life to live. And now he gets to be himself. And I think that the world is a much better place when we have more people in it who are living their life to the fullest and just loving themselves for exactly who they are. Like, this world is just full of people who are miserable and fucking hate themselves. So, yeah, I'm excited to hear a story of somebody who loves themselves and who is happy in their life. If you are a judgmental person and you are somehow triggered or angry by this story, that has more to do with you than anything else. Really quick, before I leave you guys, uh, I just want to say thank you for getting beyond the secrets to 100 secrets and even more than that, for providing a space where people can just come and be who they are without judgment. You know, I think people who don't listen to this podcast definitely have their own ideas to what it's all about. And it's not until you really listen that you understand that it has nothing to do with secrets. It's not about gossip. It's about real people 
sharing their real life experiences. And, you know, I might have a little bias, but I think that this is the best audience possible for them to be heard by. So that's you. And I appreciate you for doing that. I will see all of you next time. Everybody has a secret.